Welcome to the Japanaholic Podcast. This week's episode of the Japanaholic Podcast will be a little different than my usual podcast episode. Today, I am diving deep into the wonderful world known as Lost Media. This week, I'm going to be talking a lot about Japanese animes that have been lost and possibly forgotten about. I will go over some of these topics and I will give my thoughts and opinions near the end of this episode. Before we do that, I do want to discuss a little bit about the topics at hand in context. So without further ado, let's get this episode on the road. Nineteen seventeen. Nineteen seventeen was a year of definitive first in the history of Japanese animation. The three key figures at the time were Oten Shimokawa, Sitaru Kitayama, and Juichi Kochi, each contributing to making the first animated short films that would be known as anime. There's much debate over which gets the first, and even the exact date of that film's premiere, according to contemporary sources of the time. An unconfirmed, unknown titled film of the Tenshoku Kaisudu Saishin premiered in January. Evidence of this comes from Kinema Record, with the July edition making specific claim to the first release occurring in January, but does not specify the title of the work nor any evidence has yet to prove this. Doraemon Missing 1973 Anime Series Doraemon is a popular and long-running anime based upon the manga of the same series by Fujiko F. Fujio. His best-known adaptation originally ran from 1979 until 2005, while a reboot that began airing a month after the first series' conclusion is still airing to this day. However, the very first attempt to adapt this said series to television had actually occurred in 1973 with a series produced by a company named NTV Video. It aired on the unrelated NTV network. The series was broadcasted from April 1st, 1973 until September 30th, 1973 for 26 episodes, each consisting of two segments, making the series 52 shorts in total. While the series did well in the ratings, it was considered to be extended for another year. It, unfortunately, encountered many budget issues during its run, compounded by financial problems that the studio had, as well as the president of NTV Video abruptly resigning during the television run. The new president appeared to not regard the anime very highly. While the financial issues led to the studio going bankrupt and being dissolved, many of the staff that worked on the show wound up unpaid for their efforts due to this. With the dissolution of NTV Video, the film reels of the series and other possessions wound up sold off to cover debt, while others belonging in the studio and production materials were either thrown out in the garbage or destroyed in a kerosene fire. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures Phantom Blood JoJo's Bizarre Adventures is a widely known manga series. However, in 2007, a movie based on the first arc of the manga was produced by Studio APPP and released in Japan theatrically. The movie was never distributed in any other media because APPP couldn't find a publisher to distribute the movie. The only visual evidence of the film available today is a leaked clip containing a rough cut of the first 16 minutes and two trailers that showed up online before the movie's release in Japanese theaters. Nono-chan, 
Nono-chan is an anime television series that ran from July 7, 2007 to September 28, 2002 for 61 episodes on TV Ash. A Spanish dub was made in Spain and aired on the K3 channel in Spain. Episodes of the Spanish dub were also shown until K3 closed down on October 18, 2009. Currently, all episodes of the Spanish dub are lost. A French dub was also made and aired on Canal J in 2002. All of those episodes are lost, but the intro has been found. A Malay dub was also made and aired on Astro Canera back then. Only four episodes of this said dub are set to be found. The World of Power and Women The World of Power and Women was an animated short film released in Japan on April 13, 1933 and was directed by Kenzo Masaoka. It is the first animated film from Japan to feature voiceovers. No prints of the film are known to exist. The plot of the film consisted of the protagonist, a father of four children, becoming involved in an affair with a typist at the company that he works at. Due to being constantly hand-packed by his wife, he accidentally reveals his fact to the latter while talking in his sleep. The protagonist's wife then obtains more evidence of the affair and goes to her husband's office to confront both them and the typist. Angel Beats Planned Episodes 14 through 26. Angel Beats is an anime that was broadcasted on Japanese television from April 3rd, 2010 to June 26, 2010. While the anime received much critical acclaim upon its original release, there was a small group of people complaining that the end of the show seemed to rush. This could possibly be because Angel Beats was planned as a two-hour, 26-episode series, but it was cut down to 13 episodes at the very last minute. No plans or storyboards from these unaired and possibly unfinished episodes have been released to this day. It is possible that the two of these episodes were used as the series specials that were released on DVD in 2010 and 2015 respectively, however this has been unconfirmed. However, as of an update here, a full update of the anime that claims to be episode 14 was found on the internet archive. It was the Japanese dub with Spanish subtitles. Astro Boy Lost 1980 English Audio Astro Boy was a 1980 anime series by Osamu Tezuka. English releases usually identify the series as having 51 episodes, however, there is officially 52 in the original Japanese lineup. This is due to the series' first two episodes being edited together, even though they were actually already dubbed. An early small-budget anime English dub was made in December 1980. This was done as a bid in securing the dubbing rights from Tezuka Productions and the Nippon Television Network Corporation. As production advanced, more voice actors and crew members joined the show, completing its English dub within a year. However, before syndication began in select American cities, the first two episodes were edited together into one 24-minute episode. The fully dubbed cut portions have never been seen by anyone outside the production since 1980. Some of the episodes edited together were The Birth of Astro Boy and Astro vs. Atlas. Editing the episodes together was an effort to create a more straightforward telling of Astro Boy's origin, which would make the series more appealing for prospective TV stations. This affected the series' story. The first two episodes debuted a character named Atlas, Astro's half-brother. His origin is completely cut from the first episodes, which becomes confusing for the viewers later on when Atlas reappears as a rebuilt adult robot. 
Every scene involving Atlas' creation in childhood was cut from the final product. Additional small portions of the rest of the episodes was removed for time. Scenes including the scientist Mrs. Ford and Dr. Ushiyama talking in a, on a video phone, and Astro's creator Dr. Boynton talking to Mrs. Ford in their hospital room, approximately 22 minutes of dubbed footage was permanently cut. In 2008, the first generational elements of the dub's pilot were found by a former crew member. The pilot was dubbed to DVD-R. Nickelodeon Japan Lost TV Station Sign-Off Nickelodeon Japan was a Japanese television station operated by Viacom International. Nick Japan launched on November 15, 1998 as a cable channel on DirecTV Japan and changed to Sky Perfect TV in 2000 and closed on September 30, 2009. However, since 2018, it has since returned to Japan, albeit in the form of a subscription service on Hulu and Prime Video. The network aired many Nickelodeon shows in Japanese. In 2009, Nick Japan went off the air until early 2018. This was more likely due to a decline in viewership and or low ratings. There's still footage and pictures of the Japanese version up on the internet. However, the website is still up and well up until 2018 a good chunk of nickelodeon's shows were left without a channel to air on the only exceptions were spongebob which aired on nhk animax and a whole bunch of other shows very odd parents which occasionally aired on disney channel japan and jimmy neutron fist of the north star original 1986 uncensored film when the Fist of the North Star anime was first released in Japan in 1986, all the gore and death scenes were completely clear. However, when Toei released the movie on home video, all the gore scenes were censored with a blurring effect. And the scene where Galf crushes a man's head was removed entirely. From that point, every VHS and DVD release worldwide had blur effects over the gore and the head crushing scene was cut. This may have also occurred on the English dub from Streamline Pictures. There were the occasional destroyed in a warehouse fire rumors that always arise around lost animation, but Toy has never actually made an official statement on this issue. On a side note, some Italian versions of the film were less censored than any other version, even the Japanese ones. For example, the scene where Shin gives Ken his seven scars doesn't feature the blue tint. The colors have been left alone. And the scene where Galf crushes a head's man is actually shown. Hitokata. Lost Japanese commercial. White humanoids, white people, or white humans. Often shortened to simply Hitokata. Is a well-known lost media Japanese commercial. Hitokata is an urban legend dating back to 2004 on the anonymous Japanese message board website 2Channel. Users believe that this piece of media is either a PSA shown in schools or a commercial that aired late at night. Testimonies and eyewitnesses vary, but the general premise stays the same. The sound of a railroad crossing side rings in the background as two white, featureless human figures appear on the screen. When one figure fades out, another fades in. Text is displayed on the screen with some reports of a narrator saying that, quote, every two seconds, someone dies on the earth, end quote. Originating in 2004, numerous recreation videos have been made depicting these two white featureless figures. Despite numerous search effects, the commercial has still not been found and still remains an urban legend.
Now that we've uncovered some of the biggest Japanese lost medias on the internet, let me go ahead and let me bring this part of the podcast where I talk about why I decided to talk about these and why I find this stuff very interesting. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of these, uh, especially the ones that were just very quick for me to voice over and stuff like that, because it's pretty... It's pretty set in stone that some of these are pretty interesting in the first place. Like, for example, some of the earlier animes and stuff like that. Like, especially 1917 and the the movie in 1933. The first... I want to say the first animated short film. Confirmed, I want to say. But there's a part of me that doesn't want to talk about a lot of these because I want to keep this podcast episode very short and st- shorten it away and also at the same time i kind of want to just only talk about some of the bigger things uh of this i will talk about seven real quick and talk about my thoughts and opinions on them especially the hitogata because the hitogata one i saved for last for a goddamn reason before i get into this make sure to hit that follow button if you haven't yet already for this podcast thank you now let's start with doraemon the missing 1973 anime series now, like I said earlier in the episode of the podcast, the more popular version of this uh, series was uh, ran from 1979 to 2005. But the first animated series, I find to be very crazy that a lot of it has been lost. Now, there has been some episodes that have been found from what I've uh, seen or what I've read, actually, from what I've read. I just find it crazy with how big Doraemon is in the country of Japan that um, its first original adaptation would be considered lost and only some parts of it have been found, of course. Uh, Like, for example, they did find the opening and the ending to this, um, this anime as well as some clips and stuff like that and some screenshots, which is pretty sick, not gonna lie. That's why it's labeled as personally found on the Lost Media Wiki. Um, but I just find it incredibly interesting how a massive series like Doraemon has lost media content, especially from its first uh, series. I kind of find it kind of, I kind of find it ironic that the person who uh was running ntv at the time who didn't like this series was just like ah screw this series it ain't gonna get anywhere and then next thing you know doraemon's the most one of the biggest animes uh of all time at least in the country of japan so um moving on to that let's talk about another massive anime phantom blood i want to talk about phantom blood real quick because i know a ton of people who love jojo's bizarre adventures probably doesn't know about this movie or at least this um uh partially found movie i should say uh it has been found to some extent like i said earlier in the um in the episode the only things that have been found are old trailers and uh a rough cut of 16 minutes with the film's official soundtrack unofficially dubbed over with no voice audio that's the thing. That 16 minutes only has the film's soundtrack over it. It does not have any sort of voice audio. So, uh, 
But the first 16 minutes does uh, exist on the internet in terms of um, this movie. However, I kind of find it crazy how even JoJo has lost media. I Okay, I also want to say this as well. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about the world of power and women real quick because I, I just reading it is hilarious. I want to say this as well. Angel Beats. Okay, I want to quickly talk about the animes and stuff like that that I've talked about before. Um, so, I'm not going to talk about Astro Boy because not a lot of people have seen the anime version of Astro Boy. I see the move, the, the, what was it? Was it made by DreamWorks or Pix or uh, Disney? It had to have been Disney that made an Astro Boy movie. Let me tell you, that got me hooked onto the Astro Boy series, but I don't know if I want to watch the anime because there's two anime seasons, apparently. Uh, one from 1960 and one from the 1980s. I have to look both those up and see which ones I should watch because it's kind of weird how that has two different series. Uh, but anyways, Angel Beats uh, was set to have a 26-log uh, season when it was first airing. But it only got cut down to 13 at the last minute. Now, I've never seen Angel Beats, but I would... Garadamt that a lot of people that are listening to this podcast have heard of Angel Beats or at least seen it at the very most. Uh, I've never seen it, but I've like definitely heard that it is a like a dick kick of an anime to watch. Um, but one of the biggest things that I've heard about this series is, of course, the very rushed ending. And this does seem like the reason as to why it seemed very rushed, which was that it was supposed to go on for another uh, 14 episodes, 14 or 15 episodes, but instead it only got shut, it was only cut, it was, how should I say this, it was cut to 13 at the last second, as I said earlier. So, that does intrigue me a little bit. I want to see what would have happened if they increased the 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 adaptation and doubled it and see how uh how the story would have changed and stuff like that i know i'm not the only one then we got fist of the north star that i talked about earlier uh basically fist of the north star okay is a very popular like anime in the way uh because everybody knows that the omayomu shindayuru comes from the Fist of the North Star series. I do find it kind of like, especially since this film was released in 1986, understandably so, there's a lot of censoring going on, especially around this time. Now I'm going to talk about two more really quick before I get to the Hito Gata. I want to first talk about, uh, well actually I'm not going to first talk about it, I'll talk about it later. I'll talk about Nickelodeon Japan because of the fact that that whole uh, thing is just filled with some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, because it has a huge list of... Uh, uh, what's it called? Programmings, yes. A lot of programmings and stuff like that. Uh, that I kind of want to talk about. But first, I want to talk about the world of power and women. First off, great fucking title. F great fucking title. Okay. Um, this 
is well known for being one of the first animated films from Japan to feature voiceovers. But like I said earlier, no prints of the fi uh, no prints of the film are known to exist. But the plot of this is very fucking hilarious. So, in this uh, in this lost film, like I said earlier, it is a father of four children becoming involved in an affair with a typist at a company he works at. Then his wife finds out, and his wife goes and confronts both of them. What I love is just the plot itself is only a paragraph. Um, and from what I can tell, there is a picture of this said film. And it looks very 1930s-esque. I don't know what else to say other than that picture kind of looks like it was made back in the 30s. <laughs> but this sounds like a very, very awesome movie. And a very dr dramatic, I guess. Um, probably would be so highly thought of today. In terms of like, if, if even if it wasn't like missing. I doubt a lot of people would be all like, oh, you should watch this or whatever. Because the plot's really like interesting. But if we're going to 1930s standards. Eh. I have a feeling that the actual movie and the 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 quality of it would be very out of date and dare should I say shit because to me I would think that if we're talking about if we're thinking about the 1930s we would, I think the man the husband the father I should say of four children would be this egotistical guy I guess I would say and would think that women are just objects because that's what the 1930s was mainly well uh, you know history has taught us that you know men back then thought women as objects that would not fly so well today uh but I could be wrong I because all I, all I know is that this plot is just a paragraph log. A little more than a paragraph log. And it really doesn't give off much of like the characters or their backstories. Just literally like what happens in the beginning. What happens in the middle. What happens at the end. It doesn't even tell us that much. It just says, you know, there's this guy. He's, uh, he's a father of four. And he's in an affair with somebody at his company. And his wife finds out. Woohoo. Now, what does it mean when the wife obtains more evidence of the affair and goes to the uh, to the office and confront them both? Does she bring a shotgun and shoot them both? Does she slap the girl, slap the husband? What does she do? No, no one knows. And we probably will never know. Unless somebody who is related to Kenzo Masakaoka uh, can tell us about that. Uh... Now let's talk about Nickelodeon Japan before I get to the meat of the sandwich here, uh, which is the Hitogata, because I am super interested in this shit. So Nickelodeon Japan, like I said, was a TV station from 1998 to 2009. Uh, its last sign-off has not been found. Okay. Uh, which is kind of weird. 
okay? Because if you look on YouTube, there is a ton of, like, channel uh, final closings or final sign-offs on available, I should say. I think Cartoon Network, I think there's one of Cartoon Network or something like that. Uh, or so, I don't know. There's a lot that you can find. It's not that difficult to find this sort of stuff. Especially Nickelodeon Japan. Okay, that Nickelodeon is a massive, massive channel. Okay, like, in order for me to tell you how massive it is, it has gave you the Fairly Odd Parents. It has gave you Drake and Josh. It has gave you, it has given you SpongeBob. It has given you a whole slew of amazing cartoons and stuff like that. That a lot of people my age, and even a lot of people who are younger than me, have watched, okay? And Nickelodeon is still a big thing here in the States, uh, albeit a lot of their older shows, not so much because they don't like to talk about the older shows, which I kind of do hate. Now, it, now, Nickelodeon did return, uh, like I said, in subscription form on Hulu, and they brought back most of the old stuff on, um, on that. Um, I don't know. I just find this very interesting. This entire channel, very interesting because all, it, it, it dubbed a lot of shows from here in America, like SpongeBob, Little Bill, Rocket Power, Cat Dog. The Journey of Alien Strange, Hey Arnold, all that. Uh, what other shows were there? Rugrats. Dude, Rugrats was a shit. Fairly Odd Parents, Wonder Pets, Avatar, Last Airbender, which I'm surprised was not made in Japan in the first place. Um, but yeah, there's a ton that were dubbed in Japanese onto this channel. And. It kind of surprises me in a way that they had to like shut it down in 2009 because of uh, low reviews or or not not reviews ratings and viewers. I kind of find that a little crazy. But uh, what's even more crazy is this last topic I want to talk about. This episode may be short, but it's whatever. Okay. I don't mean for this to be delayed in the first place because I went out of town on Wednesday when I was supposed to record. I forgot to record. I'm sorry. You get two episodes this week. Okay. Hitogata. This commercial single-handedly made me want to do this podcast episode. This... Lost Japanese commercial intrigued me by the sheer amount of information. The sheer lack of amount of information, I should say. This Lost Japanese commercial single-handedly got me into this rabbit hole of lost media. I'm in so many rabbit holes... I don't even know if I'm in, even in, I don't even know if I can call it rabbit holes anymore. I'm in the VTuber rabbit hole. I'm in the racing rabbit hole. I am in the lost media rabbit hole. You name it, I'm probably in the rabbit hole. Okay. Uh, 
So, Hitogata has probably the most well-known piece of Japanese lost media. Up there at the top three, if not the very most uh, popular. I already explained what the commercial is itself. Okay. Uh, I never really talked much about the origins other than that it was on a message board in 2004 on the Anonymous 2 channel website. This entire thread, okay, when this was posted, uh, just turned into a massive search warm, okay? And like I said in the uh end of this end of the uh context thing earlier in the episode. Okay, there has been a lot of recreations of this uh commercial. So much so that a lot of people online who aren't necessarily into the lost media, like rabbit hole as much as I am, will click on a video and be all like, oh my god, this is it. This is the actual one. Somebody found it. Oh my god. But they don't realize that a lot of the, the shit that they see uh, is the recreated versions of the said commercials. And they are really, really good. And honestly, very close to what the original post said. Now, I want to read this original uh, origin text real quick. Post number 854. There was this terribly scary commercial, and I still have it constantly left in my memory. There were two white human figures depicted against a black backdrop in this noise that kept on ringing. What's sure is the part that went every two seconds a man dies on earth. So after the noise is repeated twice, one of the figures disappeared. In the next instant, the human figure returns back into its old place. And now it's the other one that disappears. It was a commercial with that repeating over and over and over for an extended amount of time. Now if we're talking about a Japanese commercial, 15 seconds. At the most, 30. But I doubt with with how simplistic this commercial is, I doubt it even goes more than 10 seconds. Because it seems so, like, very simple that even with the voiceover, you know, speaking in Japanese that every two seconds a person dies on Earth, I think you could get this point very clear in less than 15 seconds. Uh, and then more reports just start flooding in. And apparently, you know, at first they say that it was among local PSA commercials and I was shown off at school, but that has since been declined. Uh, it is such a weird, um, it's such a weird commercial in the first place. And the problem with this is that if this was, because this was originally started back in 2004 and it was said that it has been confirmed to have aired sometime between 1999 and 2003 before the po before the obvious or OG post was made. Uh it is 
super duper unlikely that this commercial will be found relatively soon. Okay, if at all, because of the fact, um, because of the fact that, um, I don't think a lot of people really took the time, especially in Japan, to record commercials back then. Here in America, you could obviously, like, type up any sort of decade and find hours upon hours of commercials, uh, like 1930s and so on and so forth. But I find it very difficult to find this Hitogata commercial just because of the fact that it sounds... The way that, as well with Japanese commercials being only 15 seconds, it is very difficult to look at a commercial, be all like, wait, go back and record it or do something or time it out to record it just right. I don't know. There may be a chance, but the fact that this... uh is still a massive search. This is a massive search, by the way. Like, it is not just being, like, searched for in Japan, but there is a massive amount of people trying to search for this all over the world, okay? This was, this entire subject, after the first, like, few OG posts and stuff like that, one in, one in, uh, 1999, and one in 2006, late 1999, might I add, first off. Uh, between those two and some of the other posts and stuff like that, that went on just a little bit afterwards. This entire, uh, this entire, uh, what's we call it, search, really didn't pick up until 2019, when a new thread on 5 Channel was dedicated to all topics related to this Hitogata commercial. Now you may be asking yourself, well, Taylor, why are you uh, so interested in this lost media stuff? You know, just they're lost. Whoa. It's kind of difficult to explain this to anybody who is not so involved in interesting, like, mysteries. <laughs> because, like... If you like a little bit of mystery involved and are interested in mystery, then this should be like a piece of cake for anybody to get into because it's like it's interesting. Especially if you look on the Lost Media Wiki's website, lostmediawiki.com, not sponsored. I don't know how I could be sponsored by a website. Anyway, if you go on here and just look at some of the stuff that they have, whether it be old, new, or somewhere in between, you're probably going to find something that's all like, really? This is lost? Or this, some like this exists? Let me tell you, there is some crazy shit that's on here. Some that obviously should be left lost, and some that are like, damn, this is lost? Why? Because I, I spoke about some of them today with like lost dubs or lost anime films or whatever, okay? A lot of this stuff is very intriguing and very mysterious in its own crazy way. That for somebody who may not be so involved in watching mysteries or watching like, um, what what's another good term to use for this? Uh, I guess like puzzle solving? Where it's like... You put two and two together, 
you'll you find some missing pieces. You know, I get I don't know. I there's a specific genre term, but I can't remember what it's called. But if you're not somebody who really likes mysteries or solving like cases or whatever, it's a little tricky to get into this sort of stuff. But I just find looking at lost media and looking up stuff to be very interesting for the simple fact that it's in it's interesting even if it's a series i don't necessarily care about like for example a lot of the older animes that i talked about past 19 like the 1917 for example in 1933 with that film i may not really care about it per se i just find it interesting that it's like wow there was an anime that aired at this aired in Japan, but never had a chance to make it outside of Japan, like Phantom Blood or something like that. Or it's like, wow, this series had a chance to shine for 26 episodes almost. And then it got cut to 13 at the last second, like Angel Beats. I don't know. It's just, there's a part of me that's very interested in all things lost media, not just j Japanese. Um... And like I said, there is some shit that obviously should not be shown whatsoever. Um, there is a part of the lost media rabbit hole that you get into where it's like, ooh, this is very uncomfortable for me to watch. Okay, so I will say that if anybody has not fallen into this rabbit hole completely, I would especially, and I mean very vividly warn that getting into lost media will never ever be safe okay or at least not everything will be sfw because a lot of the shit that you will find on the lost media wiki may be uh nsfw um i even in fact i think they have an entire yeah they have an entire uh, status of NSFW and NSFL. Okay. So it is possible that you can get through this without being all like, oh my God, this is horrifying. You know what I mean? So there's that. I'm going to leave this off on a kind of a high note, I guess I'll say. I don't know. Or at least intriguing. I don't want to say high, but intriguing. It's like if you are in interested in this lost media stuff, Please check out the Lost Media Wiki's website or the fandom website where I've read off both of the, uh, or I've read off on both websites because of these, uh, it's so interesting. These two websites are so great. Um, I will be back sometime later this week, actually the same time as I should always be, which is Thursday, to talk about some anime because Weeb Reviews is coming up this week and I got an anime to talk about. Thank you for watching and good night. <laughs>